Hello, everyone. This is our third podcast in our podcast series, Managing Your Research in an Uncertain World. My name is Sonia Tomaszkowicz, and I work in research and development at the University of Cambridge. Today, uh, with me is a colleague and a friend, Natasha Wilson. She is a director and for- founder of Cambridge Insights. Natasha specializes in 21st century leadership skills and mindsets to support researchers and to maximize their impact. She designs and delivers workshops and programs focusing on leadership and innovation. So welcome back, Natasha. Thank you, Sonia. A real pleasure to be back. Uh, So now at the beginning, just to check, would you be able to set the context for our listeners who perhaps did not have had a chance to listen to the other two podcasts uh, that were introducing VUCA and what VUCA means and so on? So just to give them a little bit of uh, context to to the conversation. Yes. So we defined the acronym VUCA in our first podcast and explored the impact of what is a highly uncertain, volatile, complex and ambiguous landscape and how this can have uh, impact on our research. So we then explored solutions linked to each aspect of VUCA in our second podcast. And we talked about the need to develop a strong vision for research, to develop, uh, to have access to new information, to build contingency plans and scenario, to collaborate and to develop a certain agility. Okay, brilliant. Thank you for that, Natasha. So today you're going to share with us some themes on developing a VUCA-proof mindset to maximize our research impact. So, uh, yes, I'm actually interested in finding out how we can, what we can do to prepare for this VUCA or this uncertain world that it's often referred to. Um, If we listen to economists and futurists, I, I love listening to futurists, Sonia. They just, in, you know, predict the future or possible futures. It sounds like an amazing uh, job. But if we listen to economists and futurists, it seems that our research and working environments are likely to include an increased level of VUCA, an increased level of uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity and volatility. So in a way, we are preparing for a possible storms or, or at least different weather forecasts uh, using kind of some of your, your analogies. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's about being prepared. Uh, it's about building our capacities or capabilities, so both skills and mindsets, and becoming more resilient, embracing change or what may come. And sometimes we don't know what may happen. And the first element I would like to cover is around building strong networks and connections. And is this about the people who are really kind of close to us and who we already work with? So definitely, I mean, those close connections matter and we can draw on their wisdom and support when the time comes and when we're faced with uncertainty or other aspects of VUCA. So nurturing these relationships and working well together matters as this will make it easier when the going gets tough and when there's a storm ahead. But I was also thinking about wider connections and networks, you know, people whom you may be interested to work with in the future who may have skills or experiences that are complementary to yours, or people who work in fields that could support future collaborations, for instance, especially in the context of cross-disciplinary funding. So we know that when we are faced with tough challenges in an uncertain VUCA world, we may need to tap into new networks and gain new skills, which can help us maximize our impact, or at least mitigate negative environmental factors on our research. 
So this is particularly true when we face with uncertainty and we need others to fill some of the gaps to gain more information. And also when we work in an ambiguous environment, we need to develop collaborations to manage the situation. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's important to have the right people to turn to and and to help us and also to respond to changes uh, or change when it happens. Yes, exactly. And uh, and we have to be really careful, Sonia, not to fall in the trap of accepting this high VUCA world as a kind of fait accompli, you know, something we cannot prepare for or plan for. We can easily get stuck with reactive and firefighting approach to research, which can work at times, but it's not suitable during high levels of change. And really, our aim here is to mitigate negative effects of an uncertain landscape and seize opportunities such as new collaborations, for instance. So um, to add some advice on, on building networks in the current climate, I would really also encourage our listeners to maximize their network using social network, you know, groups they are familiar with and can trust, but online. Our movements are still impacted by the pandemic, and we need to look at alternative online solutions to connect with new contacts and nurture existing relationships. So if you look at Dunbar's research, we can realistically only connect meaningfully with up to 150 contacts. So this is a good start, Sonia. That's that's really interesting. I, I don't think I have 100, uh, 150 contacts yet to nurture, so I guess I need to uh, get started with that one. Um, so you mentioned the idea of preparing for possible futures and adopt uh, this proactive approach. Um, this is, of course, really important trait uh, or mindset uh, that we need to develop. So how do we ensure we are proactive and prepared? So what can we do about that? How can we become if we are not already? Sure. So, yes, I think it's really at the heart of it all. It's definitely about developing a proactive mindset to tackle a VUCA world. So I think there are two elements to this. One is about the art of planning for the future in a VUCA world and ensuring we make the best decisions. And the other element is about handling difficult emotions linked to change and to living in an uncertain world. So let's have a look first at the art of planning in the VUCA world. And I want to share with you an evidence-based model named WHOOP. I know WHOOP sounds quite fun already. So WHOOP stands for Wish, Objectives, Obstacles and Plan. And this is an easy to use planning framework. So, you know, if you adapt it to the context of research, it could be about your research question, your kind of smart objectives, obstacles and plan. But you see, uh, the main difference here is that it includes the obstacles phase early on. And I really think that many of us are very keen to get things done. And when we plan what we do, we tend to go with one option. And if we have, if we have time or when our stakeholders require us to do it, we will look at risks and try to mitigate them. But we don't really identify obstacles early enough. So to cope with an uncertain VUCA world, we need to do this more than ever. We need to use WHOOP or something similar. We need to include the obstacle phase and come up with plans which take those obstacles into consideration. We then move away from firefighting towards forward planning. We may not have identified all the obstacles linked to an uncertain and VUCA world, but the exercise and practice will help us get to a solution 
in a more effective and efficient manner. I yeah, this is excellent actually. I really love this whoop model. I really like it. I like the fact that it starts with wishes as something that you would like to aspire yes. to, but then mm -hmm. also kind of quite concrete and exact, well, you know, objective obstacles and then plan actually what you yes. can achieve. But it's nice to start with the wish kind of wish list. Um, I like it very much. It seems very simple and, and easy to use, but quite powerful if you use it in the right way. Can you tell me a little bit more about the second element, which is around handling difficult emotions? That will be, I think, the one to discuss in a more details. Sure, sure. And I, I agree. I think it's a big one. Uh, it's about handling difficult emotions linked to the high VUCA world or aspect of VUCA. So we all respond very differently to change. Um, and our response will vary depending on what is happening in our lives and across projects. But what is important here is to recognize the emotions that are associated with a high VUCA world. And not all are negative, but you know that can include fear, anxiety, anger, and some positive emotions when we can see opportunities in the horizon. Um, and these sometimes negative emotions are, you know, are normal, providing we don't get stuck with them for too long. So the aim here is to ensure that we have our full capacities to deal with the VUCA world and make the best decisions for our research and beyond. So I would suggest that we need to really take care of ourselves and understand what we need to do to reduce stress and increase our well-being to manage this VUCA world. It's like having a, a good boat. You know, you remember you talked about this, this stormy weather. So imagine you have a really nice boat and then you have a life jacket, um, you know, and then you can make sure you can handle the rough seas. So you prepare for all weather and you know you can deal with challenges and all aspects of VUCA. But you need to be well to do this. So we need to uh, to really understand how well-being has an impact on performance and how our projects are delivered. So for some of us to manage those emotions, it may be working with mentors, coaches, being part of a strong network, having time to practice your favorite sports or meditate. We need to be able to switch off from time to time and gain perspective. So the kind of like working, you know, for long hours and trying to deal with challenges head on all the time may not be the best solution. And well-being will be more important than ever in an increasing VUCA world. As I mentioned, it affects performance, our ability to make decisions, sound decisions, and also the way we relate and connect to our peers and wider connections. Yeah, absolutely. We, we know that well-being and our ability to manage stress is a key. And I can really see that when we are faced with lots of changes um, and then increasing uncertainty in a certain world around us, it can really be very difficult, stressful and, and anxious yeah. times uh, uh, that we need to kind of manage. Um, so what else do we need to do to ensure we can develop our kind of VUCA proof uh, uh, mindset? So manage this kind of stormy weather as well. Sure. sure. So, um for this podcast, I wanted to focus on a third aspect, which I think is critical to help us lead research projects in and outside academia in a VUCA world. This is around the ability to develop our creative, innovative and problem solving skills in all aspects of research and in our career path as well. Uh, there's a need to innovate to survive in a way, and this may take many forms. It can be around new ways of working, as we've already seen, new structures, new roles and responsibilities, as well as innovative research methods and problem-solving skills. 
It's a really big topic, of course, but in the context of VUCA, we need to develop those skills exponentially. We need to experiment and respond in an agile, flexible manner to make the best decisions we face in a high VUCA landscape. So I think to me, the main message here is about upskilling. It's about trying to identify some of the skill sets that will be so beneficial for you to uh, take on, you know, to learn, to prepare for a VUCA world. Yes, absolutely. And again, using your own analogy, having a good boat and a life jacket, and then you're ready for the stormy weather. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, okay, so this is our uh, final podcast on this very interesting topic of managing your research in an uncertain world. You can listen to our previous podcast uh, too and get a better understanding of what VUCA means and what you can do uh, to respond to it. Um, so once again, thank you, Natasha, for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. Thank you so much, Sonia. A pleasure to be here. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.